Hello, this is part one of a two-part episode looking at tracks from 2020 from Naughty's Artists. If you like this, check out part two. It comes out on the 4th of January, that's this Monday. Welcome to the Naughty It's Naughty. Welcome to 2021. This Oy! is a brand new year. Happy New Year. Starting a brand new year of the podcast. We, I mean, what, what a year it's been for us to be starting in the like, end of February, March. Three episodes in one studio yeah. just to kind of pilot it as yeah. see how it went. Uh, we were happy with it. Yeah. Uh, we got into the flow. Then the next week, well, week five, lockdown struck mm-hmm. and we got kicked out of all accessible buildings. Yes. Uh, we managed. We did. We got through. Bit of momentum. Mm-hmm. Then we got banned off Spotify yeah. for something that was completely not the Out case. Out of our control. Um, and they, they agreed straight away, the artist, that yeah, actually it was all fair game, all fair in love and war. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Spotify took three months to put us back on yep. because they were completely uncontactable because of lockdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, three months without Spotify. We've then updated our handles as well. So we're yeah. now much more aligned. It's turned into a bit of a real thing, hasn't it? Compared yeah. to like day one where we're like, well, we do the podcast that you and Ben yeah. came up with. It, we've had guests. We've had actual guests. We've had people we've never even met before get in touch, and that's that's the big goal for me was kind of like get out of our little friendship circles. We've got to actually like to connect with people from different podcasts and different parts of the country. Oh, my wife's well behind. World. Yeah, the friend. Once the friends have disappeared mm-hmm. and you've got actual listeners, that's a big that's a big it's achievement. A big deal, yeah. And it's lovely having people. I love getting voice memos. I love seeing spreadsheets. So, nice. so yeah. good to have people with this, and we're. We've done it now for, but that's probably what nine, nine months. Nine months, yeah. Mm-hmm. So here we are, starting a new year. We're not going to go into the series no, we're, no, we're, no, no. because it's New Year's Day. Yeah. For the same reason as Christmas Day, who listens to podcasts on Christmas Day? Me probably, but maybe some others too. But we figured we'll save the juicy stuff when everyone's back to work and everyone's on train commutes and stuff or getting the bus, like I will be. Because I listen to this. I listen on the bus. I listen to this on the bus. Yeah, and I'm driving again. Mm-hmm. which is great so I can listen so for, for this exact episode my prep has been while I was driving the car because you uh, made a playlist for us and it's really worked um, so I've, I've had an alternative yeah, experience, experience of doing this Yeah, we've had, a, we've had to do three episodes in the same day pretty much um, and we had to prep three episodes worth in like a week yeah. so it's, it's been it's been interesting and Smashed tricky it. but um, it was like episode one it was like yeah. day, day one I know and we're redoing day one right here today <laughs> oh god does that mean there's a proper different sort of lockdown coming for January oh no uh, if that's already been announced we've recorded in uh, December sorry yeah. 16th of December <laughs> they, ha- they haven't even updated the tier system yet right yeah we're finding it tonight yeah um so I this this is this is just a nice way of looking back at because we did we did a bit of this in the um, TNNX which yeah. we're still kind of unsure what that is there, there will be one in the near future because we've got some episodes uh, some songs we haven't done yet and we've got some chat with Christoph from uh, Ian Van Dahl who we, we're going to give you more of that that'll come in the new year at some point still figuring out what it is but we've been doing bits and pieces across the air of the naughtiest now and there is a jingle I'll play the jingle. Still scary as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, 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 what I wanted to do was reflect on the year in terms of new releases from the artists we've covered so far. So there'll be people like Steps who had a new album out this year. Yeah, Kylie had a new album out. Yep. Britney's had some new tracks. All Saints of the Weird Collaboration, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about as well. Um, 16 tracks in total. Now, I could have picked from a list of... Uh, about 150 different artists really? I think it was who've all done stuff now there's some of those artists when I was doing the prep for this it was kind of like I was searching for the artists specifically okay. like not members of the group if I'd, if I'd search for every member of the group individually like I know Roisin Murphy does solo stuff now her album came out mm-hmm. this year Roisin Machine which is fantastic but she was doing it as part of Maloko yeah. so it's kind of those those sort of things you know th- yeah. they, they haven't made this but for what we haven't included today 
in this podcast, I'll do a playlist of some of my favourites that you can listen to and just catch up with some old friends. That'd be good. Yeah, but I think the choices I've made today, I've tried to include ones where you've had like old artists like Craig David, who's coming up first, is combining with the new artists of, of this generation with KSI. Yeah. And that's kind of what I've gone for. There's some other things of like, you know, Mel C's had an album come out this year, which is really important and really big because it's a big turning point in her career, I think. She's gone down a new direction and she's really reset and I think it's worked really well. So we'll chat about that. Um, topical songs too. Blink-182 did a quarantine song, <laughs> which is very politically charged and uh, speaks to our times very well. And we mentioned Faithless because they've got a new album out, uh, Without mm. Maxi Jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, seems odd, but we'll, 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 we'll cover all of it. We'll start off, though, with the one I've mentioned, Craig David doing a vocal you know, hook as part of a new track with Digital Farm Animals, the producer, and the YouTuber slash rapper slash boxer, undefeated, you know, KSI. This is their number three single called Really Love. Or mainstream yeah. chart track, isn't it? I think Craig David's done the best comeback. I, have we had better comebacks than Craig David just doing a fire in the booth and then all of a sudden mm. doing Justin Bieber? Was it Justin Bieber's Where Are They Now? Yes. And then all of a sudden people are like, who is this lad? Mm. Uh, because he was on he was on youth culture radio stations, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's, he's old, is he old? Maybe he's the same age as me, maybe slightly older, so he's in his late 30s. Yes, I doesn't look like he's even hit his 20s yet no. um, and his, his, his solutions does a drink loads of water mm. and, you know he looks that good but yeah so mainstream relevant some comeback it is some comeback it's so interesting because if so I, I grew up watching KSI on YouTube doing FIFA videos doing like sort of silly comedy skits and stuff some of it's quite offensive and I think he he, he acknowledges now that some of it was quite offensive but um, entertaining funny just this dorky kid in his bedroom with his brother Deji. They would just sort of have a laugh on and they, they got really big from doing these videos. And they're like some of the big YouTube success stories because they just went from small bedroom stuff to now number three in the charts. Mm-hmm. Uh, boxing career, huge. Making big money doing box office stuff for that. Um, it is surreal that in 2020, KSI, who was this little FIFA YouTuber, and Craig David whose career sort of petered out, have now got on a track <laughs> that's number three in the charts. It's, it's, it is, is that where it is right now? No, it was well, when, when, when it recorded. came out. It was behind Ariana Grande, number one, mm-hmm. and a track by Internet Money, which I don't really know what that is because okay. I'm not really in with the charts these days. But number three in the charts in this day and age where it's all streaming, all, you know, it's not, it's not what it used to be chart-wise. It's a really big deal. Uh, and KSI... So, I... Don't think the rapping in this is brilliant. It's very flat. Yeah, it's very flat in tone. Lyrically, it's all right. There's a lot of reference to his YouTube career and stuff. But the the big sell for me is Digital Farm Animals production, which has a sample. Did you hear it? I didn't know because I thought it, I, I thought it had a passing resemblance to it, and then learned that it's actually an official sample of DJ Pie Piper. Do you really? really like it? Have a listen to this. Is it really- There you hear it. Yeah, so there it is. It's funny that it ticks those boxes of Craig David and DJ Pie Piper. Um, And it's nice to hear it come back again with, with the house production on it. Yeah. I I think that this fits this fits very today, doesn't it? Yes. If we were to listen back in forty years and you were to kind of guess what era, you'd be like, oh, that was twenty twenty. Mm, yeah. Um, and I think yeah. there's actually another one that's pretty surprising that isn't as good as this that we'll cover in a bit. But actually, it's very. It sounds like it's been produced by the same old people in the same era, mm, you know, mm. but a more vanilla version of what we've just listened to. It's written by and loads of tracks of this era, like now, are being written by M and E K. Big, I love Eminem. Big deal. Big I deal really song. But both in terms of songwriting and in terms of performing too. And it's co-written with Kaba. Kaba is the new name of AME. 
Oh, really? Yes, oh. she's rebranded. Um, she, the, the, the pair of them worked together on the big track for AME, Need You 100% by Duke oh, Demont, which is so good. Um, but yeah, AME's rebranded and th- this this track is great. Did she do the original Camel Fat track before they were famous? Uh, Paradigm. Sing on Paradigm. Ooh, I think I might, might be right, might yeah. have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I, I really like this. I, I don't listen to a lot of Capital. I do hear it in the taxi going to work on a morning because I go to work at like five o'clock in the morning on a Friday. So your taxi driver drives you to BBC Newcastle listening to Capital. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Love it. Um, well, if you listen to BBC Newcastle on Friday morning at five o'clock, it's like a phone in of right. Ganny, Ganny's talking about bin days and stuff. So you would want to hear Capital. And this comes on every now and again. I mean, Capital's got like six songs that it plays. So you, chances are you're going to hear this on the, on the commute to work. And I like it a lot. It's a bop, it's a tune, KSI wraps over the floor, nice, Craig's hook, big deal. Mm-hmm. It's lovely to see him still doing stuff. And if that's his career from now on of just doing hooks on songs like this, um, I'm fine with it because he does them so well. Lovely voice. And you mentioned how he looks. I think he's starting to look more and more with age, like Sean Keaveney from Six Music. <laughs> Do you think? I- Did I ever tell you about the time that somebody in Six Music thought I was Sean Keaveney? <laughs> Um, and it turned out, the first time I went to London to do radio stuff, somebody that was walking with me, who actually now has a really, really good traveller's blog, came mm. up to me and said, she was she was doing like a walking tour and you got to you got to go around Radio 1, then you got to go around Capital and she went, I just need to tell you that you're the spit of Sean Keaveney from Six Music. And I thought, somebody from Six Music, I need to pretend I know who they are. And I was like, oh really, do you think so? I've uh, never been told that before. And she said, yeah. Him and Chris North as well. He's like a really important oh, talent agent. Chris North, yeah. And um, then I was like, okay, that's dead weird. And then when I went to Six Music, somebody came over to me thinking I was Sean and was really, really nervous. Should have just gone with it. Well, I was could a bit, have got the breakfast. Show. I didn't understand what was. I didn't understand what was happening. It was all, and it, that was just was that as he had he done the breakfast show? Yeah, he was. He was doing the breakfast show mm-hmm, then at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we both had, um, and I saw it. Then we actually had a very similar face shape at the time. I don't have that face shape now. No. Um, but there was actually strangely enough a, a look. And we had similar facial hair too uh, at the time. It was all confusing, but really, as if you think he's like that. That's yeah, Craig David. It, it's a compliment, by the way, because I, I like Sean Keaveney a lot. Yeah, I'm thinking I want to hear. Well, obviously, there's been a, a change in direction here, but Craig David's never done a Calvin Harris. No. Imagine if them two got together. Could they could happen. do something pretty interesting. It to could be fair. happen. Yeah, I think it's possible. Hmm. I hope so. Craig, Craig is is back in. He's a he's a he's a oh, he's, he's a character. So he did Saturday Night Takeaway last year, and he, they, they let they let them you know take the piss out of him. He was up for it, and he had a laugh. Mm-hmm. Nice guy. And he, uh, the, these these appearances are great. There's a reference in here. You may have heard it. Wrecking my balls, Miley Cyrus. Making a storm, Kylie. Mm. It isn't that Kylie. Not like Kylie. It's Kylie Jenner. Isn't yes. it, isn't it a shame though that the generations have changed? Where now Kylie isn't Minogue. It's Jenner. It'll come back around again. Oh, I really hope so. Have, they, have the Kardashians stopped? The show's finishing. Has yeah. it? Yeah. But they'll, they'll still be a global... Well, did she not... Kylie Jenner tried to sue Kylie Minogue um, because she wanted the, the Kylie trademark. brand, the trademark, yeah, and then oh. Minogue won, didn't she? Did she? She won. Oh, I didn't know that. I think Minogue won. That's that's wild. Saucy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll move on. This uh, was a big year for Steps because the year we've had, it's been brutal, but it's also been quite quite, be- quite beautiful too because we've got Steps back. And I think... I don't. I don't. I was thinking about this. Would I be as excited about the comeback of Steps if if I weren't doing the wasn't doing this podcast? I actually. I think my excitement for Steps coming back was because on Strictly, mm. I absolutely fell for Faye. Faye. I thought she was brilliant, and I really, really. I just loved her personality. I loved her moves. I thought she was just great crack. Yeah. So she opened. Although we did approach them. Hopefully that they would come onto the podcast just then, about three days later, they announced there was going to be a, a comeback. Come and we're back. like, they're not picking up this email. They have oh. got they've got Laurie and Kelly, yeah, and the Zoe Ball, Holly and Phil, yeah, like in their inboxes. We are not getting there. <clears throat> we're not getting a look in here. 
We'll keep trying. Yeah. We'll keep trying. Um, so this is Steps. They had a brand new album come out. They just announced it and very, very quickly it came together. Singles, tour announcements. We've got our tickets to go and see them next. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do hope and I do think that I would have been excited even if it wasn't for the podcast. I, I do hope that the childhood side of me would see Steps come back with yeah. with, with such such good music too. And, and be excited. We were worried. Well, I was particularly worried because you, even where we are on the podcast with Steps, that was your era of Steps. My part of Steps has been in Gone, so I was yeah. very much hoping that when they were doing a tour, it was going to be a classics tour. And at this point, we hadn't heard any songs. Mm. And I was like, oh God, is it going to be... Gamble. Is it going to be pants? Yeah. And I'm pretty happy yes. with, with where we're at. And I love the branding of it all. I think yeah. the colours and stuff that they're doing um, and the aesthetic of the the whole brand is is pretty hot right now. Yeah, they've, they've said the tour is going to be like nostalgic, but a mixture of the new stuff too. But as you say, nothing to worry about because the new music is, is, is fab. This is the title track, the first single. It's called What the Future Holds. written by Sia who's a big Steps fan wow so Sia wrote this song and it didn't quite fit for her but she was like I know who should have this Steps so as they were finishing the tour for the last you know for the last tour they did a a few years ago they were starting to think about you know should we keep doing this you know should we call it a day again should we and this track landed for them and they were like yeah this is what's going to kick off this next okay. era. So, so H has said that this this track has been a big factor in them keeping going with it. And what a big decision it was because I think, I think off the back of that, they've got even more songs that are brilliant. The mm-hmm. album as a whole is fantastic. I, 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 I can't pick any faults with the album at all. I listened to it the weekend and I just think so much work's been put into it. It could have been cheap and knockoff. It could have been naff. It could have been a capitalise on, you know, people being down at the moment it could have been a very quick rush job it sounds like it's been in the works for a few years now and they've made something that's really really great so you've listened to the whole thing mm-hmm. is, is it like this is it consistently like this or what's the vibe mm-hmm. yeah okay it's a lot of this the second single something in your eyes which is this It's, it's like it throws back to their original mission statement of British ABBA. Okay, yeah. Um, and it, So I've heard that one. Has it got radio? Why have I heard that? I think it's been on Radio Newcastle. Yeah, it, it's I've been heard it I. myself um, out and about. So yeah, I do. I like that one. It does feel very ABBA. Yes. I feel like this. I feel like the, what the future holds really feels like Steps have actually written it. Mm. You know what I mean? As if mm. it was written specifically for them, not for Sia. So it does... You know, one foot in the future, one foot in the past. Yeah. Kind of a thing that makes sense for them. And that and, and that as the mission statement for the album is really fitting. That it is like it is nostalgic, but it's also really kind of futuristic and in, in, innovative as well. Yeah. They've nailed it. They've really smashed it. It's got this neon electro cyberpunk aesthetic going on, pulsating beats, grungy guitars as well for steps, which is very mm-hmm. odd. I think people will have and, and, and for the same worries that you had, they'll have seen Steps come back and think, what's this going to be? Because when they when they first came back in 2010, after the big breakup, the first time they came back, they had the whole programme where they got together. It was all dramatic TV, mm-hmm. reality thing. Um, the first thing they did when they came back was like a Christmas album and it wasn't very good. Like it was mm. it was a bit of a shit, shit job, but it was nice to have Steps back. Yeah. Whereas this now is like a fully formed... There's no novelty of this at all. It's just a good album, good yeah. music, and good performances mm-hmm. and good performers. Um, and I, I love that it exists. It, it, it has come at a really good time. It has come at a really good time. 2020 has been awful and they've been a big, bright It suits the tone, part. doesn't it? It kind of fits like, it's their adaptation of what Dua Lipa and The Weeknd and stuff are doing, mm-hmm. you know, that, the mm-hmm. 80s vibe that's that's coming through. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think, I think their timing is right. And I think what they've done is they've got very lucky with yeah, it and yeah. they've been really smart about the way that they've done things so yeah I'm intrigued I feel like I want to go and now listen to more of the album I'm, I'm really funny because I'm, I'm, I'm I feel really precious with my listening time and I'm like if I'm going to listen yeah. to something what the hell am I going to listen to because I don't want all of my listening to be work I want my listening to be enjoyment um, and I do I just have this stupid internal battle with 
my listening. So yeah, I think this might be an easy listen. Well, you'll definitely hear it before we see them in November next year. Yeah. So maybe leave it to land and whatever mm. you want. But I, I, they're all evenly spread out. You know, like the big issue back in the day was H and Claire got all of it. Whereas in these new songs, there is a real like sort of even split. Like they, they feel now that they've got more control they feel like shareholders finally when well they, yeah when they all get to do stuff even lee has big sections that are like knockout his section in um in uh, this this track what the future holds is fantastic he can really sing and it's just a shame that he never got the chance to really prove that that's actually my favorite part of it mm-hmm. because when i was driving in this morning i was like Stuck it's so good to hear him yeah. singing because it's so it's so odd you know and i love the fact that I actually i love the fact that they're working as a team yeah the team working out is good they do seem like a really coherent group again, which yeah. is nice because it never really happened the first time around. But oh, so nice! Get me in a nightclub. Get me in a, in a gay bar. <laughs> I, this, this, this is like proper. I feel bad for all the people because this year has been a really good year for like energetic pop music mm-hmm. and like gay clubs and stuff. <laughs> There's so much music that fits that vibe so well, and it's just. I think 2021, if the vaccine comes out, we can all get back in clubs again. It's going to be one non-stop Imagine party. if you went into a club, right? And a DJ put on Blinding Lights by the weekend. How funny would everybody look? Because most people will know that routine from mm. TikTok. Yeah. Like the-, the whole thing would look like one of my old school discos <laughs> when people are doing tragedy or they're doing like a steps routine or something like that. It would be funny. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I feel like I need to be out on night number one. Yeah. You know I mean, if there's oh, yeah. a night number one, mm-hmm. we just need to be there, choose the right oh, place man. and get out. So, uh, an interesting year for Britney Spears because she's still not hashtag free. Yeah. She's still under the conservatorship. She's still at the, at the centre of that legal wrangle. This year has been developments, but really she's still in the same position. It's just kind of changed hands, I think, the conservatorship. So, there's there's debate about why this exists and why these new songs have come out. So, this, so the track we're doing here is called Matches. It's a collaboration with Backstreet Boys. I mean, like... 1999-2000 era of people who were around mm-hmm. would have killed for a collaboration of Britney and the Backstreet Boys. Here we are in 2020. It maybe isn't what people thought, uh, but also it's maybe not what people are willing to support because of where Britney is. I think some have their doubts as to the the, yeah. the, the motive of, of these tracks coming out and, and where the money's going because Britney isn't in position to make the money, some would, would say. Anyway, this is the track. It's called Matches. Like playing with matches. Matches, matches, this might leave some damage, 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 not the kind of damage, 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 like playing with matches, 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 like playing with... This sits weird with me because I feel like we're very... You know the way I tell stories about, ah, oh, when I was younger, me and my mm. friends, like, mm. I heard these lyrics instead. You're here live in the, the era of this track and I'm hearing playing with my chest not matches playing my with chest. my yeah. chest and like why is she playing with her chest what's she doing and then it doesn't I was sitting thinking so I was sitting playing with my chest not paying attention to it I was driving through McDonald's <laughs> drive through to get a cup of tea and then as I was dipping my tea bag the <laughs> I, I then realised she said burning matches and I was like why is she burning her chest and oh, then I was no. like Oh my god, it's all about matches. So I was I was immediately with no past experience of the song, the very first listening thing, and she was singing a song about playing with my chest. We know someone who's burnt their chest recently. Who's burnt their chest recently? Do I know this? Yeah. Who's burnt their chest? With what? Hair colours. Hair straighteners or whatever it was. Oh yes, yes, uh, yes, um, yes. Um oh yeah, okay. It's painful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this is interesting. I think yeah, people are people are morally conflicted. As for the song and how it sounds. I mean, the Backstreet Boys and Britney are both acts who never really went away. They've always been relevant and consistent. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I always thought the Backstreet Boys is broken up, but in, I saw them strictly a couple of years ago and I Googled them and literally they've never stopped releasing stuff. They've always been doing stuff. The, mm-hmm. the people who love them have never stopped loving them. Do you remember in the first one of the first podcasts, I mm. said to you that they hadn't ever split up yeah. and then somebody messaged in going, I'm so glad you've said that because yeah, nobody I, ever acknowledges yeah, that. Who was that? Was that Reagan messaged in? I can't remember who I'm not sure. messaged in yeah, some, Somebody got into it. I do remember that, yeah. In terms of how they sound, there's definitely like a Charlie Puth, Sean Mendes sort of vibe to the vocals. Production-wise, it blends in with other pop music like this. And then you got Britney, who just sounds like Britney. And yeah, no, no, nobody sounds like Britney. Um, she's starting to sound more and more like Britney as the years go by. You couldn't mistake her for anybody else. I think this should get radio play. I think it's a radio think. sort of friendly hit. Mm. I think it may have done better a few years ago when it was when EDM was more of a yeah a, more of a, a moment. But I think there's still a market for this. I find it really boring. 
Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hence hen, radio safe from a ra- well from a radio perspective. If somebody said to me, "You, I need you to give a slot up every three hours for this song." Would you do it? I wouldn't do it. No, nah. Mm. It just that that doesn't. I don't remember it now. I remember playing with my chest, but yes. that's yeah. Yeah. Do you think, do you think well, I've only listened to it once? Do you think seeing Britney and Backstreet Boys on a bit of paper is more exciting than the song? Like the potential of what this the, could have the been. The song's more... really disappointing. Yeah. But like, so whenever we do research for the historical tracks, and I, I don't recognise ones coming, usually I do get some sort of reignite. It's very mm. rare that there's ones that I don't know. I haven't given these ones. I've listened to these ones once, unless I've already heard them because they're getting played. So KSI, I knew Steps, I knew. Brittany, I'd never heard till today. And there's mm. quite a few in this list that I've not heard until today. I, well, I had a quick browse last night. So I have heard them two times. Yes. But um, I think for Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys, if you're saying that it's radio friendly, it might take me five goes. And mm. then I'm like, yeah. But it's the, you know, in radio, we don't just listen to things and make decisions there. And then we, no. we have to test reflect. And I'm a reflective soul. Yeah. That's why we like you. That's why we love you. Oh, thanks. You, you, you're considerate and thoughtful. No, um, so this was on the deluxe version of the album that came out in 2016, Glory. So there's a few new tracks that came out. There's another track called Swimming in the Stars that came out. It's nice, but it made me sort of think that it could have been something different. It's kind of a like a mid-tempo ballady sort of thing. But these days, there's a movement of pop, and this term has been kind of coined by Spotify for their playlist, but it's, it's a thing called hyper-pop. Like your mind, like- So Charlie XCX is a member of the hip hop community of like this really digitally produced pop music that's kind of like quirky and kind of almost like irritating in some ways. Mm-hmm. It's like but it's been produced that way particularly. Um, and I think Britney, if she wanted to have a second wind of fame, doing something different to what she's doing now that it could just be like just really blow everyone away she could go and do hyperpop I think there's you know what? The, I the kind of agree. producers who'd be queuing up for, to work mm-hmm. with her and do some like really weird remixed electronic just over the top outrageous stuff yeah would be amazing I mm-hmm. really not not free Britney just hashtag hyperpop Britney yeah I'd love it to happen would love it it's funny doing these because it is very different that we're doing these tracks that are like this year because with the twenty, the 2001 sort of tracks we've got memories and stuff these are all tracks that haven't really got yeah. memories yet so I guess one thing to factor in is how many of these tracks will we actually make memories for or how many of them will even linger beyond like leaving this room in half an hour's time I think my memory of that track will be this moment <clears throat> if I remember it in yeah. five years time you know what I mean um, I feel like there's gonna I feel like I probably already have even though I've not sat and listened to Steps personally that what the future holds track I think from adverts from groups and stuff that I'm in on Facebook I feel like that's already cemented in my life mm. you know I feel like I've got yeah. Zoe Ball memories of that I've not watched Zoe Ball interview them but mm. there's been enough pop up that I have this like pre-made narrative yeah. of them and the success with that track I think if they start the show with it next year given what the air we've had and how much I've heard it and it's connected with like me being on the bus in a face mask and you know being paranoid about how the world's ending I think I'll probably cry I need them to do five, six, seven, eight start because I need to boot scoot and baby. I need they to might, run around the circles. They might do like a twenty twenty version of five, six, seven. They might do like a revamped is. version. I wonder how that would work. I wonder why like Taylor Swift's never done five, six, seven, eight. It is a country track after all. Mm, I know she's gone down a very, a very folk route now, isn't she, Taylor? Yeah, Maybe the time off. will come when she. It's <laughs> good that. Maybe she'll go pop again. Who knows? This is interesting because All Saints, who were my winner and probably are my winner of the whole series, let's face it, because just how it's worked out, they're not my winner at the moment, but maybe I made a mistake at some point, I don't know. They, after their big breakup in 2001, they came back briefly, had an album, didn't do well, broke up again. Now they're back, they seem more stable now, they've had two albums, they've been back with William Orbit, they've been supporting Backstreet Boys, Craig David, Westlife, take that. And now they've got a, a collaboration, a cover of The Police... Message in a bottle with Sting on vocals. How interesting. Uh, this is it.
collaboration I never thought I'd see. No, I know. A strange it's one. It's a weird one. So they, they, they performed this track for a Children in Need concert two years ago, and it's been a, a bit of a fan favourite since. Has it? Yeah. Then they've recorded it. So when they did the first when they did the first performance, it was a straight up cover of the police track. Okay. But now they've leaned more towards the reggae side, and now it's like a reggae track. Yeah. It's odd. Yeah, it doesn't spark joy in me. No. Um, the bits that I actually like the best are the bits where you hear Sting. Um, mm. I kind of enjoy you know whenever you don't like something but you kind of find joy in not liking it when it changes to the chorus and the the tone of the vocal changes i kind of feel like i'm getting some sort of like weird stimulation out of that in Mm. some sort of way Mm. um so maybe this is going to be a grower on me really but um i don't like the verses Mm. uh tone wise it's kind of (laughs) did you need to touch it but now that you've said that it was a charity thing, first of all, yeah, that's fine. And I kind of I hold it as much as I'm like I've been sort of critical of all since. So well, I've actually been pretty supportive. I I hold them in such high regard, yeah, as a, as a band. Yeah, um, I want to see something better than that from yeah. them. It's a shame if we're doing this podcast in 2018 and we could talk about the album they brought out. Would be more positive because because yeah. there was some singles in there that, that got played on the station I was working for at the time that were like pretty good and I'd look forward to them coming on. And that was before we did this podcast, so it was before I really understood what. Yeah. How important their singles were before that. I need to say something positive, right? I feel like I feel like they're together. It's it's the steps things again. I think that they're in it as a team now. I feel like yeah. they're all there and yeah. they're all switched on and they've they've all got their they've got beef behind them because they're, they're all on up. the same page. Yeah, yeah they've that's grown it. up. Yeah, they I think it's 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 so tough when you're a band in your twenties and you've been led by men in suits and you haven't got much of your own opinions and when you do, it kind of it gets turned into conflict. Yeah. And I think they're all old enough and wise enough now. And they've you know got mortgages to pay and stuff. Um, that they just have to put those differences aside and just become like properly sisters and friends. And it's nice. No, it's a sh- it's a shame that we weren't doing their album that came out a little while ago because that was really good. Um, this is weird, but people like it. It's doing okay. It's it's, it's, it's such it's, a good song and it's original. You yeah. can't not really like it. You know, you can. No. I could leave that on. But because I'm doing analysis of it, I'm being a bit extra harsh, and because my expectation yeah. of all saints is so particularly high, um, I like the fast chorus of it of, of, yeah. the, of the original where it has the guitars. Whereas yeah. this doesn't have that; it's just all reggae, and I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. not really a reggae or a ska person. Really, I find it a bit it's just not my cup of tea. Eh. Okay. Well, but hopefully, this is where the lead to an album coming in next yes. year. Yes, that's hopefully not just reggae. Hopefully, there's kind of more. Morbilly Morbid, please. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Um, okay, let's move to a brilliant, brilliant vocalist who so far in our series only had one song from that was caught out there, which is the I hate you so much right now. And I loved it was my winner for a week, I think. Um, now she's back with Disclosure, who've released their third album this year called Energy. Wow. It had some big collaborations on there. You've got Amine, uh, Slow Tie, Fatamata Diawara. They've just made this album that's just the entire thing is dictated by energy that was the key word when they made the album they, they had i think hundreds of tracks that were written and produced and um, when it came to choosing what was going to go on this album they just had to see is it energy yes is it energy no not going in uh, and this one did make the cut it's called watch your step and it's with Kelis. Disclosure. Yes. I really love Disclosure. I still remember the what I was doing the first time I twigged who Disclosure were, and I think mm. it must have been might have been Latch that I was listening to. And um, I was laying a a wooden floor in a hall in my old house and I'd kiss on mm. and I was on kiss and I felt that I was really ahead of the game at this point knowing yeah. who Disclosure were. And they were doing stuff that just sounded experimental enough to still be mainstream but to 
be edgy um, and I was really pleased with it and I really liked it I'm glad mm. this is good yes. uh, when when was this one from the in, al- within 2020 the album came out August I think it was August so was this a single this wasn't yeah this was a single because I know Mali Mali was it Mahi Mali 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 that's brilliant that's yeah. really good Mali Mali This isn't the patch on Mali Mali for me okay. because I think that Khalees isn't as vibrant within it as you kind of maybe need her to be. Mm. Um, but generally, I think this is just a great a great piece of dance music Yeah, that makes me want a summer holiday yeah. so bad. It does. K- Khalees, I mean, it's, it's the Craig David thing of like, you know, we haven't had any solo stuff from Khalees for, I think, about seven years. Wow. Something is in the pipeline, apparently... There was talk that a new project would come out this year, but obviously that hasn't happened yet, so hopefully it's next year. But she has done bits and bobs on other people's tracks. She did a remix of Milkshake, which I think was I think was out when I was doing your oh, show. I think I remember it? that was Free Jack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, th- th- this is um, Khalees and Free Jack, My Milkshake, from re-recorded vocals for that and I think there was just a kind of a, a dancier production I prefer the original Milkshake I mean how could you not it was prefer? a university song for me it was very much a yeah. student union song for me yeah we still got four Kelly's tracks to do on the podcast and they're all like fantastic you know we're talking about Milkshake Trick Me oh, Millionaire oh, I true. forget what the fourth one is but it's a collaboration is it, is it, when did she do the one with Calvin Harris acapella but was that 2011 that's 2010 is it because yeah. um, that's the that's Actually, I lost her there for a well. little bit bounce bounce yeah good um, no she's she's great and I think she gets to show off a good bit of vocal register here she has the lows I like her lows more than most lows I do think you? yeah yeah, let me think. Okay, yeah, I can I can kind of hear them. Yeah, yeah, okay, mm. yeah, I get it. So maybe that maybe maybe there's so much focal maybe there's so much focus on her lows mm. because of the production around her. Yes. That that's why I find that she's sitting in a weird position, but actually mm. it's the right position for yeah. with the production around her. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um she was on Masked Singer in the UK and she got voted off fifth. Is that the thing that Nicola Roberts? Yeah, she won. Spoiler. Yeah, yeah. Um, was was, it? It, was year, it was a year ago. <laughs> fuck off. Was it? Okay. The new one started now, so I think enough time's passed. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I th- I, Khalees is brilliant. And I'm really so looking forward. Nicola to Roberts beat Khalees. Yeah. How, how do you? So how do you win? Do you just have to keep? You have to keep. You have to stay. You have in. to be the best vocalist. You have to stay in. So right. every week they vote somebody off, and then that's when they get revealed as to who they are. Okay, so they vote somebody off based on the way that they perform, mm-hmm. and Nicola Roberts won it. Yeah. Oh my god, that is yeah. so good. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 great to see. I think Kelly's is a great performer. I'm looking forward to more stuff from her. Again, like the Craig David thing, I'd be happy if if this happened more often, where she would just appear on dance tracks and would would deliver a really big performance and a big hook. Yeah, love this. And the album is. I haven't heard the whole thing in full yet, but I've heard loads of the singles from it, and I think um, it's some of Disclosure's best work since Latch oh, and wow. since. Um, uh, was the one White Noise which mm-hmm. I love a Luna White Noise sorry that's the one I was laying the floor yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> but in, to, to have those two tracks in the same to have White Noise and Latch in the same yeah as, yeah. Your, as your debut is pretty huge um, a Luna George um, a Luna of a Luna George made an album this year called uh, Renaissance which was fantastic as well hooks 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 you're sitting in the room that launched a Luna George's career hasn't it? am I really yeah yeah oh, wow mm-hmm. that's amazing <laughs> that wasn't on purpose so th- Arguably the person who dominated this year the most. You know, she's on a Christmas advert now for Morrison's, and that's that's just one small bit of the the story. Really, <laughs> it's just the first thing that came to mind. Do Do Alipa, the the album Future Nostalgia, which has been a little while in the making. People weren't too enthused about the first album. I liked it a lot more than most people did, but I think she she's found her feet now. Finally, as a performer, as an artist, her stage presence has improved this year she was so flat in the past people took the piss out of her for having no stage presence at all but now Dua Lipa is a pop queen she has the keys to the pop kingdom at the moment as it stands and um, she got to release two massive albums she released Future Nostalgia which was the you know the straight up album unremixed and then she got to re-release Club Future Nostalgia in August which was all mixed together, loads of different remixes. It kind of sounds like Capital Weekender, the way it's blended together. It does feel like a... I guess it's kind of her intention for what she wanted to do with it, mm-hmm. to make it feel like a mixed experience like on the radio. You've got Joe Goddard, J to G, Horse Meat Disco, uh, and the whole thing was kind of tied together 
by the Blessed Madonna, who changed the name this year from the Black Madonna for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. So this was a single that came out, the first single from this remix project called Levitating, and it has two of our stars of the noise so far, Madonna and Missy Elliott. This is Levitating. You want me, I want you, baby. My sugar, ooh, I'm levitating. The Milky Way is liberating, yeah. my tone been like through this episode so far mm. my attitude would you say I've been positive or negative a bit a bit a bit a bit, a bit mm. of both realistic mm. I feel like I'm for this one I'm very unsatisfied mm. and very disappointed mm. and prefer just the original I'm kind of the same I think I like I like it in principle because of how it's come together you know yes do wanted Missy Elliott and Madonna she got Missy Elliott and Madonna I love that she's reached out to those artists specifically because they have so much to give. Madonna's performance, I think it's I think she's she sounded better on this than she has in a lot of stuff recently. Like the Eurovision performance has unsettled minds about Madonna because it was so bad. Right. Uh, but she sounds quite good here. Missy sounds good, even if it doesn't really fit the collaboration. But yeah. I, I guess what you're going for is that the production of this track is just a bit flat. The yeah, th- I think this was never one you wanted a remix because the original of it was so 2020 yeah. so 80s yeah. so well produced and i think actually the let i think i don't need anybody else to sing in this track apart from dua lipa mm. and i don't need any extra production or a change in no. production from it you know i could have you know for my own show i could have maybe done for like uh, the odd maybe cheesy club mix or something like that but even then the original i would have to make a decision which one do i play but it's um, I feel like I'm being negative too much on this podcast, and I don't want to be because what I do want the podcast to be is like, oh, we're trying to prove that no, the naughties were the best decade, and everything since has been kind of rubbish. Yeah. and I don't think we're helping ourselves as we kind of go through <laughs> no. this this list of tracks. Um, but but it's obviously the nature of we're looking for people who appeared on the yeah. podcast, yeah, and they're still doing stuff today. So this we've got what we've it, got. It's it, it, I've had to choose a lim- I've had to choose a small number yeah. of songs from what was a massive year for our artists. I've tried to pick some of the bigger names. There's probably better tracks we don't cover today, but I will put them in a playlist, and that's you know that's what we'll do. Cool. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's it's tricky. I do wish this was better, and I do. I do like I do like the, the original album unremixed way better than the club one, but it's interesting that it exists. It is disappointing, but it's interesting it exists. Um, I love that Dua has got these people on board. I love that they were willing to come on board. Yeah, I do. It's like always that. nice to hear Missy Elliott, regardless of whether it fits, whether it's working or what. Missy's great. Mm-hmm. She's she's just great, and I'd love to hear more of her going forward. Ella Henderson is a big fan of Roger Sanchez, another chance, much like we are. It's even my bloody winner at the moment. Um, So she wanted to sample the track. She wanted to get Roger's approval for it. He didn't just approve. He loved it and uh, actually came on board to help produce it. uh, Produce the track. It's called Dream On Me. I didn't realise this was a Roger production mm. until I saw on our spreadsheet. Yeah. And um, weirdly enough, two days ago, I'd seen a picture of somebody that I know DJing with Roger mm. and the amount of comments underneath it saying the actual hardest working guy in dance music. Yeah. Like it was just so sweet. Obviously, Roger's never going to see those comments. No. But the 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 together view of what he was together, the together view of what he was what people's attitude are towards him mm. and what they see is mm-hmm. pretty impressive. I was so like pleased for him whenever I saw everybody thinks you're just a pretty good guy, Roger. Yeah. Is this a dangerous sample? Yeah. But if you're gonna sample it, you want him behind you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder how different it could have sounded if it wasn't him on board. I wouldn't I wonder if somebody else had tried to, to do it without him being part of it. Like if they just took the sample. Because I think he's transformed it in quite a way. I think because the song thematically shares things with 
the original, or, mm-hmm. or, or at least because uh, the original's total, but you know, with the Another Chance Roger Sanchez track from 2001, yeah. I think thematically it shares a lot. There's a lot of mention of heart, which obviously conjures the mental image of the video with yeah. the heart, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's slower than Another Chance. Yeah. And we, we spoke to um, to Christoph in Vandal about uh, slower versions of, of their tracks, and you were, you know... <laughs> angry <laughs> you weren't too happy at the thought of castles in the sky getting slower um how do you feel about another chance getting slower i don't mind that because it sits in the 120s i, I don't like whenever things are famous for being a really bang and 140 track mm. gets chilled down a little Tropical bit Tropical house yeah and i think like so there was a few things i think a lot of the christmas songs on adverts for the last few years were songs that i loved mm. that got slowed down mm. and i just got a bit i think I jo- jonas blue fast car was lovely and it's, it feels like that was the first one to slow down yes and i was grand with that one car or that one song because the pan pipes in it mm. were so catchy mm-hmm. but then everything else just followed suit and it was like i don't need that whereas now i'm happy that julipa and the weekend have led the way for an 80s resurgence and mm. steps are in it you know what i mean yeah um kylie's doing stuff um mel c's has actually got some sort of like electrofunk vibes the whole mm-hmm. three album too yeah so I'm, I'm 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 on board with that and i don't mind things being slowed but it depends where they started mm. yeah 140 downwards oh. if it sends people back to the original 141 then maybe i'm happy <laughs> you know but you have to be careful not to bastardize it as well because there are you know you, yeah. you, you can ruin some tracks with bad remixes and that's but. why I get why Madonna and Missy Elliott are on a duo track because I understand generations having to work together and there's yes. been loads of um, from the podcast I'm in a load of Kylie groups mm. um, and there's been so many comments recently about Kylie and Madonna doing something and I don't know whether it's people wanting it to happen whether mm. there's been some sort of rumour whether a tabloid just made something up one day um, but I keep seeing things about Kylie and Madonna and I'm like I'm intrigued to see what that go where that goes but I don't need it. No, I I, I I don't think that could live up to expectations. Kylie still sounds as good. Madonna doesn't, and I wonder what would come out of that session. I wonder what yeah. track they could do that could really get people excited. I don't really know what that could be. Actually, Ky- Kylie could do a really. You know, if they did like music because of the pitch in music, mm. Kylie mm. and Madonna doing like a twenty twenty one yeah. music could be quite interesting. Music makes the people. Yeah, that could be a nice track. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. With that I want money for that if that happens. Mm, we, we, we heard it here first. We know you're listening, man. We know you're listening. Per. Yeah. Um, this next one has been called a unlikely friendship for for reasons that I think are just purely racist. Um, <laughs> Texas and Wu Tang uh-huh. Clan, it makes sense to me, and the, these kind of collaborations should be really encouraged because they are they are different worlds in terms of music. But like, yeah, why, why can't they? Why can't they just be friends? And if you if you read about how the track, this isn't, this isn't their first collaboration. They got together for a remix of "Say What You Want" in nineteen ninety eight. Um, got number four in the UK after the original got number three this got number four it had RZA and Method Man on uh, and now they've come back together again RZA and Ghostface Killer with Texas for a new song called High I'm gonna take my Very much signature Texas vibes here vocally. Yes, there? it really it, is. It, does, it just feels like a, it feels like an old school Texas track. Yeah, my, my note is it sounds just like they always have. Yeah. And that's not a problem. No. Uh, they've nailed the formula, but they've also, you know, rejuvenated it by getting fucking Wu-Tang on. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's pretty sick. Yo, I know the vision that I can reveal is so real. Seal through York, the boat is for a meal. Still real by Enzo Ferrari. On a wrist, 200 Bam Bulgari. Pool party, spinach, calamari, sipping Cardi B backwards. That's Bacardi, spinning through Spanish oceans. Pussy soaking, slid through Greece, even met the Pope in hope. This seems like it's a movement of friendship. Yes. As opposed to capitalist strategy. Yeah. And I think that works for it because it's not necessarily obvious, but I think based on what you're saying about the fact that they've done remixes and stuff with them back in 1998, I think this shows actually how good people are at managing relationships and keeping mm-hmm. in contact. And mm-hmm. even if it's been 15 years going, hi, just thought I'd check this is still your number. Yeah. Fancy doing some work together. Hey, <laughs> hi, yeah, yeah. Hi. Charlene, how's it Charlene, going? Charlene, how's it going? Chaz, yeah. oi, oi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could listen to a whole album of this combination, and this this is the start of a new album for Texas. They've got one coming out in uh, 2021. 
I could listen to way more of this. And and it's funny because because it's still so Texas, mm-hmm. I wonder if this could get airplay on radio too and other stations. Yeah. I, I'd love to hear this on the radio. Well, I think, I think there's a new evolution, isn't there? Of, well, mm-hmm. so Nation Radio it's specifically is, seems like it's evolving and Nation Radio is potentially that gap between Radio 1 and Radio 2 now. Mm. And there's, there's, there's kind of hell on with music changes at Radio 2. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Nation Radio with Neil Fox, who's our best mate, who yes. um, was bragging about United DJs, which closed down last yeah. week. Um, and he's jumped ship at the right time and got flagship stuff along with Mr. Mike Reid too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, Nation might be where it's at. And we might be getting a resurgence and actually this whole playlist could be on there. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do hope so. No, I, I really like this. It was it was nice to see. It. And the video is good too. Um, there's a there's kind of a narrative within there. And you get to see Rizza and Charlene talking over FaceTime at the end. It's grand. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just think I'd love to hear more of this. And I wonder what yeah. other kind of combinations of, um, <laughs> you know, alternative noughties artists and, you know, maybe MOPs come back will come with like bloody <laughs> uh, what's what's the um beautiful south beautiful south mlp oh. i want it yeah beautiful south <laughs> let's do it well there you go that was part one of our special episode of the naughty it's naughty looking at tracks from 2020 weird uh from artists that we've been covering on our podcast so far hope you've enjoyed it if you have do please let us know um it would mean the world to see if you if you reached out and told us that because um it's a thing that i'd quite like to do more of in the future in 2021 uh but it'll only really happen if there's demand for it because we're busy people but if you have enjoyed it then please do let me know and uh, i'll factor that into our plans for the year because there are plans believe it or not we don't just cobble this together on the day of we do um we do forward plan and stuff um so we didn't forward plan enough to realize that this conversation about noise artists and 2020 songs will go on for long so there is a part two we've got eight more tracks to cover they include artists like kylie who brought a massive album out this year mel c also brought a big album out too faceless return gorillas as well moby vanessa amorosi my absolute favorite plus singles from baja men and blink 182 who are still doing stuff in uh, in in the modern day will they keep doing stuff in 2021 we hope so and we'd love to cover them so do let us know if you enjoyed this as i said before Part two comes out on Monday, the 4th of January. As I've mentioned, there's so many more tracks that I didn't get a chance to squeeze into this episode, or these two episodes even. We've only covered 16 tracks out of, I think, probably about 150 potential artists, some of who brought out albums, so it could have literally been a, a, a selection of almost a 1,000 songs, and I've had to whittle them down to 16, which was difficult. So, there'll be a playlist on our Twitter page and our Instagram page and Facebook page now where you can check out these eight tracks we've covered so far. Then on Monday, once the other songs have been spoken about they'll go in the playlist too and then after that I'll put in loads of other ones I enjoyed too so you can have a check out of uh, a bit of everyone really it's like a it's like a nice uh, yearbook it's like a where are they now retrospective of our old friends from the noughties and if you haven't enjoyed this and you want to get get back to doing actual naughty songs that's a bit rude but um, I understand we're back on the 8th of January we'll be doing some noughties stuff again back to the series September 2001 we've got Blue we've got Emma Bunton we've got Bob the Builder for God's sake so we'll see you when we see you hopefully New Year's been okay hopefully next year or this year I suppose is going to be better than the last we really appreciate your support across the last year we'll see you soon thank you thank you